and welcome to another episode of The Good Vanilla, a barefoot Contessa podcast where the chicken stock is homemade, store-bought is just fine, and the vanilla is always good. I am your host, Nick Kochanov, and I want to start off by saying thank you. Thank you to everyone who has been listening. My goodness, I'm, I'm about to go into that in a little bit more detail in just a second. I have some housekeeping to do, some podcast housekeeping uh, to make you all aware of and to share with you. I So to start, this is actually my first live in real time episode. I actually pre-recorded the first two episodes before 2021 began so I could kind of get a little bit of a jump start and just like relax the first two weeks and take care of like social media and all the other stuff that you have to take care of when you start a podcast. So this is like the first time I'm actually, I feel caught up to speed. I feel like I'm now in the presence where before I was, I, I sort of canned those episodes on purpose to buy me some time. Now I could kind of just, you know, talk to you all in real time and tell you about my updates and what I'm doing behind the scenes of The Good Vanilla and, uh, any, I guess, up-to-date Ina news, if there's any that, any and all that will pop up eventually. Okay, so let's get into a little bit of housekeeping. I said before, I, I just want to start off by saying thank you to everyone who is listening. I am, and I know people say this, but I am, I'm quite overwhelmed at the numbers I'm seeing and the number of reviews I'm seeing on iTunes. It's been so lovely. Throwing, you know, just throwing in the Twitter followers and Instagram followers on top of that. It's just been a really lovely week. It has really lifted my spirits a lot. So I, I want to give just like a general thank you to everyone who's listening. I see you out there and I'm so happy that you are enjoying the podcast so far uh, in these first, I guess this is my third episode. So I'm I'm looking forward to hearing from you. I want to I want to hear from you. I want you to tweet me. I want you to email me. What are you doing? Are you making are you cooking on his recipes? Are you just watching her show? What are your favorite episodes? Who are your favorite people in the the Ina sphere who are like the barefoot contessa world? I am I'm all ears. I'm open to talking about the barefoot contessa really any time of day. But until then, I want to I want to single some people out. I want to thank everyone who has left a five-star review on iTunes. And I, I know some people have droids and some people are listening to it on Stitcher and Spotify doesn't even have really a review option, I think, which is also fine, really. Um, but I, in general, if you're new to podcasts, really five-star reviews on iTunes and honestly, word of mouth is like the go-to it's like the be-all end-all of how to get uh, more exposure for the podcast to get more people to listen um so anything that you could do in that realm is always welcome but specifically to the people who left five-star reviews i know like it's it's a simple thing and it's also like taking time out of your day to to write it and i appreciate you all so i want to go down it's a brief list but i just want to say thank you so we're going to start off with a bang the first person i have to thank is the one and only Miss Amanda Kaczynski. She is, I mean, honestly, the hardest working woman in podcasting. I, she make she records more episodes a week that like, I, I dream of having that much energy and stamina to do it. And she is my OG sort of ride or die podcast co-host from way back in the day for the, with the Squirrel Friends Cocktail Hour, which started out as our, our RuPaul's Drag Race recap podcast. So if you're into that, go listen. We kind of stopped around season 
10 question mark but we did do all stars five that was a lot of fun so anyway squirrel friends cocktail hour amanda kaczynski you're the best and she also has i oh and i also want to say um amanda kaczynski has a teen mom podcast called amanda loves to hate teen mom and she also has a real housewives recap podcast called friends of the countess and lastly she has a podcast with her bff jody called we love to hate tv I told you, she's a busy gal. She is really making it happen. And if you love Teen Mom, good Lord, uh, please listen to Amanda Loves to Hate Teen Mom because it is a, um, it's well worth the price of admission, which is um, free for most of uh, iTunes listeners. She does have a Patreon too, so check her out. Okay, the next listener I want to thank is Carolyn617. That was your name on your, on the iTunes review. Carolyn, I don't know you, but I can't wait to get to know you. Thank you for the review and sending the love right back to you. Next, we have Roxy Jamie, who is my BFF in Pittsburgh. She is uh, she's really the Anna to my Maya. That's a Pen15 reference. Um, and she wrote some really lovely words. So thank you, Jamie. Next, we have Jody from the Reality TV podcast and the aforementioned We Love to Hate TV podcast with Miss Amanda Kaczynski. Thank you, Jody. She wrote, she, I think she wrote that my voice is as smooth as buttercream. And I love that. I've been hearing a lot of the um, reviews are specifically about my voice, which is, uh, that's nice to hear. I like, I like to hear that I have a soothing voice. I like to hear that um, it's calming and cozy. That's, that's a great sort of compliment. And um, thank you for mentioning it. Okay, moving right along, we have Stacy Ann. 1013 left a review titled uh, speaking of calming her review said calming and she simply said i love nick's voice and that was the review stacy love you right back i'm glad you enjoy it and thank you for your review after that we have elephant ae uh wrote everything about this podcast feels cozy and comforting this made me feel really great like i said before i'm glad that i can provide I'm glad that that's the vibe I'm giving off. I, I hope that when you listen to this podcast, some people, I usually listen to podcasts as I do chores, like around the house, if I'm washing dishes, if I'm folding laundry, or if I'm in the car, which doesn't happen as much these days. But I'm hoping that you just sit, you know, with a cup of tea and a cookie and just like pull up a big fluffy blanket and listen to the podcast however you choose to. That's how I'm sort of picturing this cozy vibe that Elephant AE is uh, painting for us. So thank you. Second to last, we have Arkansas Pug Mom of Two, which is a great username. I'm not sure if you are the mom of two pugs or two kids, but either is fine in my book. Send me pics of those pugs. If that is the case, to goodvanillapod at gmail.com. I would love to see them. And thank you for your review. And last, one came in just last night. This is, uh, the user is TCM2, as in T-O-O-2. They left a beautiful review and even mentioned the Card Sharks, who are actually making an appearance in today's episode. So TMC2, you couldn't be more timely with your uh, review. So thank you to everyone who was leaving a review. Um, It means so much to me, and I'm glad you're enjoying it. Okay, the last thing I want to say, and I I should have said this in the first episode, but I neglected to do so. Um, I want to give a shout out to King Flamingo, who is responsible for the theme music for the Good Vanilla podcast. I found him on soundstripe and i actually looked into a lot of there's you know some royalty free music you can use for podcasts and i was like 
I should I should probably support someone. We got to support our artists, everyone. We got to do it. And it's basically it's like a one time fee for like the rights forever, which was easy enough for me. And I really wanted the main reason I went with him is because it really suited what I was trying to look for, which is sort of the kind of like, I don't know, there is a little bit of like Latin flair to a lot of the underscore of the Barefoot Contessa. And, you know, that's sort of like that shaker sort of feel, even though the the, the name of the track that I picked is called The Clash of the Claves. And if anyone doesn't know what a clave is, it's, it's almost like, um, like, it's probably like four or five inches long. And it's like a, a really thick dowel rod almost, but it makes that sort of clicking sound. It's at the beginning of the episode that you hear every week. So I really loved it. I think it kind of suits what I was looking for. And it was worth every penny. Uh, Pink Flamingo has a few albums and EPs available on Spotify. So go and check them out, everyone. Okay, I think it's time for some Ina. This is a great episode. I am I'm really excited to talk about it. I'm excited to talk about every episode. Um, and I, ooh, I have some good ones coming up too. I watched, oh, that's the other piece of news. Ugh, I was, here I am teasing you with getting to the episode. And I do have one miraculous piece of news to share with you all so if anyone out there because I feel like I'm seeing a lot more on social media and even on TikTok there's a lot of there are a lot of ads for Discovery Plus uh, which is a new app that has honestly some really good channels it has like TLC it has HGTV it has the Food Network and maybe a couple others that I don't really care about but honestly I was super psyched for obvious reasons uh, for the Food Network section so and Keon told me last week that Verizon is now offering it's kind of like what they did for Disney plus they're offering us a free year of Discovery plus and I feel that once that runs out that it's really reasonable to kind of subscribe to it every month and every episode I think every episode of back to basics is on there for sure I think that's around like 10 seasons and then there's actually just like Ina Garden like the plane, like I'm, I'm still kind of researching this. So I need help. I, I need help from you listeners to piece this together. Cause I know there are some subsets of the Barefoot Contessa. There's just like the plain Jane Barefoot Contessa, which is like the OG series. And then it, uh, we came out with back to basics. And then I think there's just a few off, like one offs. There's maybe like Barefoot in Paris. I know she went out to California for a while, um, and had that sort of thing. <laughs> I always crack up at that because, um, Every one of those episodes that starts out in California, she's like, I'm the Barefoot Contessa, and I've been entertaining for decades, and she says her whole thing, and she's like, and now I'm in California. We rented a house, and the house looks identical to her East Hampton house. It's kind of crazy, but it's like a California version of it. If you know, you know, as the kids say, what it looks like, because I can't wait to do those, too, but I I think those are all the the reiterations of... The Barefoot Contessa. I feel like I'm missing one. So I am all ears. If any of you know any sort of like missing pieces of the Barefoot Contessa universe, by all means, let me know. Okay, that is all my news for now. Um, So a lot of them, a lot of these episodes are actually just going to be on Discovery Plus. And if you have Verizon, give them a call, get it set up because I feel that now you can watch with me. Okay, so yeah, I mean, that is how I'm going to be watching a lot of these episodes. I mean, the great thing about I've never been able to like binge Ina before, like on Discovery Plus, it's just like one after the other after the other. There are no commercials and it's incredible. So I 
it was really a highlight of my week finding that out last week. So let's get into this. So this is actually season nine, episode five, and the episode is called The Cat's Away. So we start the episode, of course, with a theme song that we know and love. There is, There are um, a little bit of different sort of uh, little B-roll footage that they, like, they kind of piece together. There's uh, some peaches and raspberries being scooped, a shot of what looks like to be like chips and some sort of like silver bowl, and then the classic shot of Jeffrey stealing the cookie off of Ina like over her shoulder, and she just like, it's almost like a sitcom. You know how like they just do like a little scene... And then they like laugh and then they just look back at the screen and it says like their names like above it. Like if it was a TV show, that's what it reminds me of. It makes me laugh almost every time. Then we have a shot of oysters and lemons uh, and they, that parsley. They kept that parsley in. And then there's just a shot of uh, Ina cheering. What do you say when someone is if you're watching two people clink classes together and they say cheer? Is it cheersing? That sounds really weird to say. And I've said it like, I've probably said it a lot in my life, but um, that's okay. They are celebrating, we'll say. Um, and next we have Ina pouring chocolate ganache over mini pound cakes. Do they have chocolate chips in them? I remember that episode, but it's kind of out of my head, but that's okay. And finally, the beach shot, of course, of her walking up to the beach with black pants and a white shirt. And that's the opening. Okay, so the opening of this episode is basically Ina telling us Jeffrey is heading out of town for a business meeting. And while the cat's away, the mice do like to have fun, (laughs) which made me laugh because that's not the phrase. Ina, that made me laugh. I was like, I mean, I'm glad that the mice are having fun, but uh, the mice will play is uh, what you were looking for there. But I'm sure she knows that. They're like, Ina, let's just do like a little bit of a, a switch up here. Maybe we'll say the cat or the mice do like to have fun. It made me laugh a lot. So she continues on. She's inviting her card shark friends, TCM2, I'm looking at you, for cocktails and a bridge supper. I've never played bridge. I feel, I don't know why I feel like it would just be a long game. If anyone has played bridge, let me know if it's long. It sounds, it's, it just feels like a, oh God, I don't even know. I feel like it's a Connecticut game. You know what I mean? Like it just feels so stuffy, like just a bunch of white women sitting around like a table. I mean, I would love to learn. I don't really know a lot of card games, but uh, bridge sounds fine if they were like good snacks. So the menu on this episode is roasted asparagus with scrambled eggs, pineapple margaritas, spicy Mexican chicken soup, jalapeno cornbread, And then we're topping it all off with chocolate orange fondue with lots of goodies for dipping, Ina tells us. That's a pretty packed menu for Ina. I feel like some of those are a little bit easier than others, but I'm usually it's like four things or less. So I love episodes like these. So let's get into the roasted asparagus. These asparagus, asparagi, I don't know how you say asparaguses. I've never made that word plural in my entire life. I'm going to go with asparagi. Um... They're really thick. I actually, I really like loathe thin asparagus. Like sometimes there's such a difference between, I don't know if everyone has Aldi, but it's like, you know, Aldi's kind of, it's great for a lot of reasons and their prices are really reasonable and their produce is like come such a long way. But there is something about, they kind of have, I call them like shoestring asparagi (laughs) as opposed to like these really thick, you know, sort of woody like whole foods quality asparagus. I think that that's um, 
That's kind of what she has here, because of course she does. And what a great idea. I would rarely think to do this with breakfast. So it, it made me excited to uh, to try this because it's really quite simple. She basically roasts them in the oven. And while that's happening, she cooks. I love this. She cooks six eggs for two of them. I am in full support of having three eggs per person. I know most of the time it's probably around two, but I two is like never enough for like a big, like especially for something special. If Most of the time I probably will do one or two depending on how much time I have in the morning, but there's something about like three that just makes you feel like it's a treat. So I was happy that she did that. She put in a little bit of half and half. Uh, she seasons them before she cooks them. And I don't know why that was like a really radical thing for me because I typically pour the eggs into the skillet and then season them. But it makes perfect sense to season them before. What do, what do y'all do? Do you season in the bowl or outside the bowl? There's something satisfying about like sprinkling it on in the skillet for some reason. So that's why I did it. And they typically turn out good. But uh, I don't know where I'm going with this. Uh, anyway, eggs. Am I right, ladies? So while the eggs are cooking, she grates some Parmesan on top of the asparagus for like the last few minutes. Um, how do... Here's another question. I feel like I'm just asking so many questions this episode, but how does everyone keep their sheet pans clean? And I know, granted, she's on a television show, so like they probably have like a, 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 like a stock room of just like basic sheet pans. But I feel like after I use my sheet pans like twice, they look like I dip them in copper. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they feel like, I guess it's probably that I'm buying like shitty sheet pans. That's probably the most obvious reason because we have two larger sheet pans that are like brown. And then we have like a really nice one that still has maintained like most of its silver quality that I feel is a better quality sheet pan. So I might've answered my own question, but if there, I feel like there's some sort of like, you know, like baking soda, vinegar thing you could do to make them to make them shiny again. So if anyone knows, let me know. So back to these eggs. Uh, the the key she says is to cook them low, and slow. Which I think I'm just a really impatient cook, especially in the morning. Like I do like to take my time. Like Saturday making Saturday breakfast is like my happy place. If I could just like make breakfast for like everyone in the house like every day and like not have to work ever again um that would be my dream I just I love everyone kind of relaxing with their coffee and I'm like it's like I don't know I'm like I only really do it for Keon because it's just him and I in the house but I, I, there is something really comforting like when it was the holidays I would play Christmas music or if I'm uh, just listening to like another podcast it's really a kind of way to like center myself and kind of like ease into the weekends does anyone else feel that I feel like most people do I mean a lot of people don't really love cooking, but I, I really, really love cooking breakfast specifically. But when I do, I tend to probably cook them on like a medium heat because I just run out of patience because I'm also trying to time things with like the toast and the pancakes and, you know, the bacon's not done. Oh my gosh. And there's like, I feel like I'm on an episode of Chopped or something too. So most of the time I'll, I'll just crank the heat up a little bit too. Um, so sh this is interesting. She stops the cooking kind of way before I would. And I know, especially like I feel like the French cook their eggs this way too, um, that it's it's meant to be a little bit goopy almost. And she does put a little bit of, she does put a tablespoon of butter in them, which is always okay in my book. And it does, it does add that sort of like richness to it. But I feel that I would 
I don't know. I, there's something, I guess it's just like the way that I've always had them. I, I like them slightly rubbery. And I know that sounds gross, but like, I don't really love that like mush. It almost looks like porridge, but I would still eat it. I'm, I'm willing to try it. I think in my brain, it probably just feels like they're not cooked all the way. But I guess that's the idea. Fancy eggs. I've never had them. Maybe I should try them. So finally, the breakfast is ready. And uh, Jeffrey says, uh, you know, I don't normally get a breakfast like this. What's going on? It's like the, you know, the banter's coming up. It's just great. And Ina says, well, a few guys might be coming over. And Jeffrey says, <laughs> Jeffrey like spits out his eggs. He's like, a few guys? Are these the card sharks? Are you going to have a good time without me? And then she says, we always have a good time. But to tell you the truth, I think we spend more time talking and drinking cocktails than playing cards. And then they both laugh. Um, <laughs> it's great, though. And then, um, oh, this is the good stuff. So Ina gives Jeffrey a proper send off at the door. And he says, don't have too much fun without me. And this quote, like it jogged my memory. And I just like kind of sat there. I was like, I've seen I've seen this episode a ton, but I. I remember seeing this like in a different TV show and then it hit me that this was the quote or this like scene of the Barefoot Contessa was used in an episode of 30 Rock. And it was like during the, it was like the Liz Lemon and the Carol days played by Matt Damon. I don't know what Carol's last name was in the show, but I mean, I remember the first time like Liz Lemon made a Barefoot Contessa, (laughs) like um, a reference She's like, because she's, I think it was, it might have been the same episode. She says like, I want to be like like that lady on the Food Network that just hangs out with her, that her husband's never there. And she just hangs out with her gay friends all week. And (laughs) and Jack says, that's the Barefoot Contessa Lemon. And you will never be the Barefoot Contessa starting with the barefoot part. (laughs) Um, But it continues on. And then what happens since Carol is a pilot and 30 Rock, they have that sort of like relationship where he, she doesn't see him and Liz is fine with it. But Carol kind of breaks down in front of the TV as they're watching an episode of Barefoot Contessa. And it's this one. <laughs> and it's just so funny because it's like the same dynamic, like kudos to the gay or the gal behind the scenes of 30 Rock who wrote like specifically picking this episode because it's about Jeffrey being away all the time um, that they sort of incorporated that in a third. I just, I mean, my two favorite things are 30 Rock and the Barefoot Contessa. So I was losing my mind. So I was excited when this clip popped up again and I, I remembered what it was. And it's great because Carol played by Matt Damon, he breaks down on the couch and he's just like, I'll never be Jeffrey. (laughs) And he he just like sobs into his hands. And then they show the clip of Jeffrey saying, don't have too much fun without me. It's perfect timing. Um, So anyway, this is all to say 30 Rock and I in a garden are just uh, a match made in heaven. So kind of going back to the episode again, the episode of Barefoot Contessa, that is, as soon as Jeffrey leaves, she's like, bye, sweetie. And then the door closes. And then we have one of these amazing smash cuts. This These editors, it's it's a smash cut of Ina holding a bottle, like this huge bottle of like Jose Cuervo in the pantry. And she's like, <laughs> and then she says, okay, the coast is clear. I'm going to make a big pitcher of pineapple margaritas. I know it's not like it doesn't make much sense me describing it. But like I for those of you who know the show well enough, you know, those smash cuts that just like come out of nowhere. Like you can't really drink anything during the show because you'll just be spitting it out because you never know when it's coming. So speaking of these margaritas, um, 
I, I have to say first before she makes that on the counter is um, that famed giant martini class that was featured on. She made like a video. I don't know at what point during the pandemic. It was sometime in 2020 where she made like a huge. I think it was a Cosmo. It was definitely like pink. Um, and she kind of like went viral for it. And it's the same sort of like the martini glass is like it's like comically big. It's so big. And I don't know why she has it there, but um, you know, it's just kind of for decoration, decoration, I guess. So in this margarita, this sounds like a great recipe, by the way, it's two cups of triple sec, two cups of lime juice. I mean, lime juice sucks. I mean, I, it's hard. I feel like no limes are just like stubborn. I would have to get one of those. I think we do have an electric juicer, but just like cranking them out by hand that you get like, like a, half a teaspoon of juice for like one half of a lime it's uh it's hard work and you have to get two cups of it i think even ina says in the episode she's like finally two cups of lime juice and then two and a half cups of pineapple juice and i'm in i mean this sounds amazing and lethal at the same time and of course she put in uh the jose cuervo i think there are two cups of that too but this sounds like a great party uh sort of cocktail for like the summertime if you're having a barbecue i mean let's pray let's put that energy out there that we can actually have barbecues this year that would be (sighs) we need a win we need a win uh but i'm i'm excited to make this i think it's a great idea and it's um later in the episode they talk about how you really can't taste the alcohol but i'll I'll go into that later um but it sounds great i typically i don't really love salts on the rim of my margarita i know i'm in the minority there a lot of people love it um and when you take a shot of tequila tequila really isn't like my shot of choice i will drink it like if someone puts it in front of me like for sure but i i don't know there's something about it maybe i just haven't had like the good tequila (laughs) but anyway um let's get into this jalapeno cheddar cornbread this looks incredible. I love cornbread. And it's like the usual suspects here, the flour, the cornmeal, the salt, baking powder. Um, and then the, the the wet ingredients are two sticks of butter, three eggs, and two cups of milk. I think that's like fair. I It, it seems like it makes a lot of... Um, I don't know why I'm always sticking up for Ina. I'm like, leave Ina alone. I'm like the Chris Crocker equivalent to Ina Garden. <laughs> um, but anyway... I feel there's something really relaxing and probably one of my favorite things about cooking shows, especially when something is being baked, is watching like the liquid ingredients or the wet ingredients go into the dry ingredients and just watching that like first, you know, first six sort of mixes when it's all combining. There's something like really, (laughs) I know it sounds, there's something really exciting about that. I don't know. I I think it's just really like, I, I feel that that's why tasty videos got like, just like went from like zero to like everyone's like and and now it's like tiktok that's sort of taken that over there is something really satisfying about watching other people cook things but for me i think it's more satisfying to watch people bake things because i guess it's just because i have a sweet tooth but uh so she's mixing these ingredients together it's very satisfying she grates some white cheddar into it some scallions and then some fresh jalapenos as well yum and speaking of yum let's get into this mexican chicken soup so she starts off by roasting these chicken breasts which are humongous i've never seen a chicken breast this this big in my life they're split chicken breasts which i don't really know what that is but uh she has the bone in and the skin on which is a typical Inigo. she i mean she finds that uh, if you keep the skin on it makes the like the meat 
it just kind of keeps everything in like a nice neat package and makes it more succulent, which I agree. I mean, most of the time I don't buy skin on because I just, I don't know. I just never really think to do it. But I think for like a barbecue or something like that, like for sure. But if it's just like chicken for the week, I usually go for like, I don't know, the tenderloins or maybe just like boneless, skinless chicken breasts. But I like that she's going like all out for this. Like she's really making uh, a point to roast the chicken first to make it the best kind of quality chicken that she can put into the soup. So she puts the batter in a 9 by 13 and then she sprinkles some more cheddar on top. Yes. And then uh, slaps that baby in the oven. And then she gets back to her chicken soup. So she slices an onion. Oh my gosh. Speaking of slicing things, <laughs> Keon and I bought a new set of knives it was actually one of our best thrift store finds probably ever. It was um, a set of Cuisinart knives. They're like the ones that are like multicolored. They're like really cool and vibrant and stuff. So, and it was like in the package. It had never been open and we found it at a thrift store and it was like more than half off of what it normally costs. So that was really exciting. So we bought them and we have cut our fingers so, like I've never cut my fingers more in the last two weeks than my entire life. Cause they're so, <laughs> I guess we're just not used to having you know, if you kind of accidentally like nip your finger, like with a regular knife, it won't really like pierce you. But like, they're so sharp that like, I didn't even know that I cut my finger. And then I'm like walking around the kitchen and I'm like bleeding out <laughs> because I don't, and your fingers, gosh, they bleed so quickly and it hurts so bad. I, <laughs> I cut my thumb last week. And then just two days ago, I cut my ring finger. And I think the thumb was worse. I think that was like the actual worst cut, but it was also terrible because I it's once you can't move your thumb or involve your thumb in your everyday life it really sucks and band-aids help of course but um I guess the knives are doing their job but anyway Cuisinart knives they're a thumbs up I mean a bloody thumbs up I guess but uh it's been exciting they, they come in like all shapes and sizes and it's been sometimes it's just nice to get a new kitchen gadget or even honestly Sometimes I get excited about even replacing the sponge. I know that's like, <laughs> it's like the ultimate. It sounds really sad, but I think everyone knows what I'm talking about. Like if you get a new loofah for the shower or if you get a new, you know, just like a dish towel or something like that. So the knives were really exciting and, you know, brought back a little bit of life into the kitchen, but also took some years away from me because we keep cutting ourselves. So wish us luck. So into the soup goes uh, two cups of yellow onions, two cups of carrots, one cup of celery three cloves of garlic, and then two jalapenos chopped up. And then she pours in two quarts of, you guessed it, homemade chicken stock. She said she really prefers homemade, but if you can't get it, just make sure you buy a really good stock. And then she pours in a can of 28 ounces of tomatoes, some cumin, some coriander, and then salt and pepper. It's a pretty simple soup. Um, I mean, I, I always forget about soups. I feel like I need to... Uh, it would be nice, like, especially in the winter, like, I love a good chili. I know a lot of uh, your listeners might not eat meat either, too. But I I mean, I will never turn down like a lentil chili ever. Um, but I, there is something really comforting about like chili with like all the fixins, like some sour cream and some like sprinkle cheese and ooh, some scallions. Yeah, sign me up. So to finish off this soup, she thickens it with tortillas, which is so interesting. She basically takes like six tortillas, corn tortillas, and just like kind of slices them. And she says it's very similar to like Papa al Pomodoro, like the Italian version of this. They thicken soup with bread. So it's a really clever idea. I don't know if that's something that she herself came up with. Um, 
because it's it's kind of like a win-win it thickens the soup and she also says that it also flavors a little bit like corn which is great you know what i found out this week which was really sad and it was a tiktok that i saw (laughs) is that and of course like everyone in the free world like probably knows this except for me that tortilla chips are actually just tortillas like circle tortillas so like when you eat when you like house like a free order at of like tortilla chips at like i don't know chilies where do people go for mexican food like a chain mexican food but even like sort of like uh local mexican uh restaurants too they they usually give you a bag of chips or a basket of chips and you're basically eating tortillas and this tiktok was basically like oh my god i housed this whole bag this like whole basket of tortillas and it was essentially like six tortillas it just it feel it's very similar to that i feel like it was a meme or some sort of video where someone said hey do you want to eat four cheese sticks and you're like no that's crazy i'm not going to eat that much cheese and then they say oh would you like it battered and deep fried and you're like hell yeah because <laughs> mozzarella sticks rule and you don't even think twice that you're eating like six sticks of cheese so um I mean, I'm not going to stop eating any of the things I just mentioned. It's just interesting to think about it. So that way I maybe can control myself the next time (laughs) that I'm in a situation like that. Okay, let's check in on these chicken breasts. She sort of carves them out. Um, If this was me with the new knives, I would have severed my hands off by now because she's being really careful about how to kind of carve out the chicken breast. And then she shreds the chicken and puts it into the soup. It looks delicious. I, I would definitely try this. And and she also accompanies it with the stuff that I was just talking about for chili, basically. She puts, uh, she gets some sour cream. She gets some shredded cheese. She also gets some sliced avocado and then some tortilla chips as well. I would put all that on top of this soup. Mm, sounds delish. And now it's time for the guests to arrive. It is no surprise that the card sharks are basically just a fabulous group of gay men. This is, I mean, this is what we came here for. This is what Ina does during the week. And I don't want to generalize and say that they're all gay, but I'm, I'm pretty sure they all are. You know, I, I, I love, that was one of the things that when I first started watching Ina, I was like, oh man, this woman hangs out with no one but fabulous gay men and rich white women. <laughs> um, so it was really fun to see them all arrive. One of them, they, they have cocktails and one of them says, you know, it's good when you can't taste the alcohol, which honestly, I have to agree with. I love a balanced cocktail. I mean, I also really love like a Manhattan or an old fashioned or a martini where it you do get that bite of alcohol, but in in ways like that's part of the reason why I do enjoy that drink. But I also really love a fruity drink that tastes, yeah, balanced and not too sugary, like that you can almost kind of taste the alcohol, but it's like one of those like secret lethal cocktails that people just like warn you about, like don't drink two of these because it'll be on the floor. Um, That's my kind of cocktail. So again, I am super pumped to make this margarita at, at some point. I wish I knew who these men are. I know the one, the one that said, you know, you're in trouble when you can't taste the alcohol. Um, I, I've i seen him on other episodes, but I don't know his name yet. So if anyone does know, I feel like he's one of the more like supporting characters. He's not like a TR. He's not a Michael. He's not a Miguel um, or even a Steven, really. But I, I don't know who he is. So the jury is out on that one. So they start to play bridge and Ina... <laughs> 
kind of just like out of nowhere she's like okay guys i have dessert but we'll do it after we play bridge and everyone laughs and then Aina goes to the kitchen to make chocolate orange fondue we actually had a fondue pot a little bit ago but we didn't really use it as much as we did um i think we ended up getting rid of it i love cheese fondue i love um chocolate fondues any sort of like savory or sweet like i'm always up for it but i think the main thing it's it's just like it feels like a mess i don't know it's like you have to kind of maintain and you have to like watch the heat and i'm sure by now we've like it's not always like a flame i'm sure they have like electric ones too but uh it was just something that we never really thought of and now like like post-COVID, I can't even imagine sharing a fondue pot with a group of people. You're both like, everyone's just like sticking their, ugh, I don't know. I couldn't do it. Um, But this one looks great. She is doing a, like I said before, chocolate orange, which I will say, ugh, chocolate orange fondue for me is probably like a chocolate orange fondant because I don't really love chocolate and orange together. I know, and everyone everyone loves chocolate and orange together it's like this newfound like those chocolate orange that you buy oranges that you buy that are in the, that are in that like gold foil wrapping that you like smash on the table it's very clever and i will eat it i i i will i really will but i think i said before maybe that i don't really i love my chocolate desserts to be chocolatey i love my fruity desserts to be fruity but i don't really love the mix of them and it's controversial. I've made many people upset because I don't really love... Oh, I can't believe I'm going to say this. I don't really love chocolate-covered strawberries. I know. I know everyone is probably unsubscribing as we speak. But it's just not what, I, what I'm... What I'll gravitate towards. Like, I want something... That, like, I'll, I love strawberries. Like, give me a... Uh, I don't know, like a strawberry pie or a strawberry cheesecake, I guess. But um, I just don't love chocolate and... I don't love chocolate-covered cherries. I'm going to stop before everyone starts writing me letters. But chocolate orange fondue sounds fine, I will say. And uh, so she starts to make it. And obviously, there's chocolate in it. She puts some orange zest, some instant coffee granules, because, of course, we know that coffee makes chocolate taste more like chocolate. I love that combo. Uh, And then she puts some Grand Marnier in there, which she calls the good stuff. I actually have a bottle of Grand Marnier that I use sometimes for... Um, not Manhattan, but for old fashions, like I'll slice, I'll pour like a little bit of that and then like do a little spritz of, uh, not really orange zest, but like a little bit of juice in there and then put like the orange peel is what I was looking for. Um, and it's really nice. So I, and I feel super, I feel super rich when I use it. Um, not going to lie. <laughs> so she decorates this plate with, uh, so these are all the things that she's going, they're going to be dipping into the fondue which are long stem strawberries, store-bought pound cake, bananas, donuts, which is like, yes, and then pretzel sticks. And then she walks out to present the guys with like the fondue platter and she kind of like shames the donuts a little bit. She's like, she's like, here's, uh, she's like, here's the fondue. And she's like, with lots of high, uh, high end things to dip them in like donuts. And then she, everyone like laughs. That would be the first thing I would reach for. Honestly, I would be like, yes. Why didn't I think of donuts and chocolate? That's like, they're like the cake donuts, like just like plain, which are fine on their own. But like, I would, I'd probably reach for, actually, no, if if I'm thinking about those like classic chocolate covered powdered sugar and plain cake donuts, I think powdered sugar is going to be third. Chocolate's always going to be number one. Doy. 
Uh, and then I'd go for the cake and then I'd go for the powdered sugar. But again, I'd eat them all. But that, that'd be my order. So they're talking about, um, Ina says, it's like in the 60s without you know what. And I was like, is Ina like a stoner? Has she been a stoner in the past? I never put together that uh, fondue pots were like a stonery thing. I know it was like a big craze, like in the 60s and probably into the 70s as well. But I, it makes perfect sense. It's such a stoner idea. It's basically like get a tub of cheese and dip whatever you want into it. <laughs> Or, like, get chocolate and get whatever you want to dip into it. I think it's a great sort of... It is, like, a good party. Like, I would want, like, one right in front of me, though. I wouldn't want to be dipping with other people. But, again, um, this is all, like, pre-pandemic thinking. Uh, you know, that people just, like, dip their food. I guess it is kind of uh, sanitary or at least, like, acceptable because they're stabbing something new each time. But it's still, like, I don't know, reaching into the same thing is is weird to me now. So they're wrapping up the party. The card sharks are boozed up and having a lot of great laughs. And it seems like a really good time, to be honest. And the last quote of the episode is like, okay, guys, if Jeffrey asks where I was tonight, we're telling him that it was home alone like a dog. <laughs> I don't know where she gets these things. I love it. Home alone like a dog. Uh, and then everyone laughs and she's like, that's my story. and I'm sticking to it. And then she like takes a big bite of a pretzel rod or something. Uh, Ina, you are a gift. You are a gift to all of us. And that is the end of the episode. So, again, a huge thank you to everyone who has been listening and telling their friends and following on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. If you'd like to also do that, uh, the Twitter and Instagram handle is goodvanillapod. And you can also email me at goodvanillapod at gmail.com. I would love to hear your thoughts. I'd love to hear your relationship with Ina how you like the podcast, where are you listening from. I'm so excited to hear from each and every one of you. Again, if you feel so inclined, if you are also enjoying it as much as I'm enjoying giving this podcast to you, go ahead and leave a five-star rating and review. I appreciate it more than you'll ever know. And it, again, helps with exposure. But if you can't do that, just tell a friend. If you have another Barefoot Contessa Inaholic in your life, uh, let them know about the podcast. I hope that they'll also enjoy it. And that's all I have for this week. So stay well, everyone, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye.